Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Good morning and welcome to Breakfast with the Kiwis. Jackson France here stepping in for Jordan Canales. What a day's racing it does promise to be in New Zealand with feature action there at Tarapa as well as Ricketed. And I'm joined by none other than Butch Castles. Butch, good morning. G'day Jackson, how you doing? Welcome in to Breakfast with the Kiwis here. Jordan going a bit away on a bit of a magical mystery tour, so look forward to hosting this with you for the next few weeks. Yeah, he's off for the next month or so. Um, So yeah, can't wait to step in there, Butch, and catch up with you and and, uh, preview the day's racing in New Zealand. And our guests today are the Cambridge-based trainer in Stephen Marsh, who has runners at both venues, but Tarapa, he does hold a strong hand. Stephen, good morning to you. Good morning, how are we? Yeah, g'day Stephen Butch here, good thank you. Look, you've got uh, plenty to put saddles on on Saturday. Let's uh, go through them. We've had rain during the week, it's trying to clear here at the moment. Not a lot more predicted before uh, we race Saturday, but uh, track is rain affected. Let's have a look at them. Uh, Race two at Tarapa, Miscreant and Miss Martini. Miscreant went a better race last time. Yeah, much better race last time. Sort of got out, um, got, got a little bit of a better run, albeit court wide. I know the, tra- uh, the race is going to be rain-affected, the track, but certainly won't be as bad as last time. And Probably all form's been right-handed. That's probably my only concern. Hasn't really done a lot left-handed, apart from sort of one trial, but he's certainly going a lot better in camp figure. Miss Martini, I thought she was really good uh, on debut. She trialled up well before that. Has she shown that natural improvement out of the run? She really has been waiting to run her. I uh, just wanted a good draw and a, like a slightly better track. And race two, we should get away with... Uh, with the with the track um, nicely drawn, McNabb fourteen hundred. As long as the track's not bottomless, she'll be fine. And I thought potentially she might have been one of our better ones for the day. Mm, don't think it'll be bottomless by then, particularly if the rain stays away. Right, a race four, uh, Mister Roshan. Well, he landed some good bets uh, when winning last time. The run prior was really good when second. He's just uh, one of these horses that looks like from the outside looking in that he's uh, getting better. He's a three year old by time test, lightly raced. And uh, looks like he handles the off tracks no problem at all. Yeah, I thought so. And his, his last one was good. His, all of his runs have been great, even when he ran, I think, fifth at Pukakaui. His sectionals were terrific. So, yeah, nice field here. He'll probably have this run and go out. He's still quite a mature, but a really nice horse and, and probably be one that you can follow right through next campaign. Mm, race five, the open sprint. You've got a really strong hand in this, Stephen. Winning for all Mercurial and La Bella Beals, all racing well, all there and thereabouts. Thought it was a tidy open sprint, though. A really competitive race. Yeah, very competitive. Uh, you know, only nine in it. Um, we've obviously got a third of the field, but um, you know, Johnny Johnny, the favourite, looks hard to beat. Won very well in testing conditions last time. Winning for all, will jump, put himself right there. Um, he'll get away with the track. Um, Mercurial, very honest, uh, probably better on better footing. And La Bella Beals, probably the little bit of a forgotten one. Uh, she can turn her form around, and work has been good with the lightweight. 
Race six, the feature, the Waikato Equine Veterinary Centre, uh, two-year-old. And I know this is a race you've had tremendous success in. It's a race you target with your two-year-olds and uh, a race you love to win some of Douglas Black's money. So uh, you've got a strong hand in it, three really good chances. Let's go through them. Tower Fly Pass, I thought was good in winning at Tauranga after a tidy third debut. Has he kept going the right way? Really has. And as you say, it'd be nice to get some of Douglas Black's money because it's all one-way traffic at this stage. But... Uh... Yeah, tower fly pass, nice horse. Runs have been very good. Uh, drawn out a bit, which is probably not going to worry us too much there. Um, but going good in a tidy field. But yeah, work's been lovely. And I think the one last half right-handed. I think the real key is uh, getting him back left-handed because he just hung up. Okay, just in a bit of a bad area there. But anyway, race seven, uh, number seven, Glamour Tycoon. Michael McNabb does the riding. Drawn out, but that mightn't be a problem uh, a little bit later in the day. No, probably not uh, McNabb in the saddle. Terrific first up. Um, yeah, look, she sort of trolled up on a trolled up on a wet enough track and um, but through it good. Really like her. I think she's got a big uh, a big future in front of her, and with any amount of luck, she'll be very hard to win. And race nine, one, uh, number nine, one for the ladies. Mow it down. Uh, <clears throat> I know a big crew of supporters coming on track to cheer home this filly. She's looked good at the trials, and there's been plenty of money for her. She's 15s into nines. They've obviously got some sugar, those girls. Well, I'll tell you, there's some pretty, uh, pretty powerful ladies in there. I think there's about 45 confirmed to come to the races. So you have a big job looking after them with me, Butch, I'll tell you. But, uh, yeah, lovely filly. Done everything brilliantly. Uh, trials have been great. Look, it's a, she's the only first starter in the field. Um, yeah, she's got it against her a bit, but she'll jump herself up on speed. And stuff. We really like her tomorrow, but we like her a lot more next campaign too. Uh, race 8, uh, the Better Vet Mile. You've got four runners here. Z Falls, Onciero, GC and Osaka. How do we line all of them up? Yep, um, look, Z4's going really well, resuming four kilos off her back. Uh, she'll be better to 2,000. It can give a bit of cheek. In zero, I really like him back to the mile. Give him a couple over ground, didn't seem to stay. Loves Tirapa, loves the mile. McNabb, I think he'll go extremely well, probably on top. Uh, it does have the lump, the 60. GC, uh, found the track a little bit testing from last time, was good before. He can definitely turn his form around. I know Saka, he's been disappointing. Um, changed a lot around with him. It does like T Rapper and I, I think he can uh, look he can he can fill the top four. Uh, but I think NCR on top. And in the last uh, you've got Bourbon Cheek was a good run resuming. Uh, didn't do much second up, but was a better run last time. Didn't think it was uh, the greatest sixty five in the world, albeit very even. Gave it some chance at at odds yourself. Yeah, I thought she was a um I thought she was our best sort of nice each way bet at good odds. Her last two runs she's been Really unlucky. She's we're up, she's on the back up, probably drawing out a little bit. Helps. She'll probably end up coming into about eight. Um, she's, all she needs is a little bit of luck. But yeah, definitely she's the, a nice each way at solid odds. Righto, Rickerton. Uh, you've got runners down there, bit of a stable down there. Race one, deal's done, been disappointing, but find a small field. Yep. Um, yeah, the 2600 should suit. Courtney Barnes has won a few times on him. He'll jump, he'll put himself right there and yep, give him one more chance. In race seven, one of the features, got a couple of runners, five princes resuming, and Divine Sava, who's had a lucrative campaign in the south this time round. Yeah, she's done really well. The track's going to be pretty wet. She probably wants to touch better. Um, but really happy with Divine Sava. She's had a little freshen up from her last start. 
Uh, she's a nice each-way chance. And five princes, star as you mean. He'll just sort of work through the line a bit, and then uh, he'll be better suited sort of when you get him up uh, well over 2,000, maybe looking towards maybe in the New Zealand Cup might be a sort of style of race. Okay, and Bugatti in the last was good three starts ago. Didn't do much uh, two starts ago last time. Just was uh, late getting clear and held up at a, at a vital stage. If the real Bugatti turned up, he'd be very competitive in that uh, last. Yeah, I thought so. Um, taking three kilos off his back with Lenny Douglas. Uh, he, he's definitely worth another chance. Um, just been doing a little bit of jumping in it with him. He's going well. Yeah, again, nice, uh, nice each-way chance. Righto, you were pretty good last time we asked you for your best of the day. Um, what is it? You've got a big team in at Tarapa, a few at Rickerton. Uh, what's the best of them uh, for Saturday? I was hoping uh, Miss Martini was the best of them, and I thought Bourbon Cheek a little bit of each way. Um, but our horse is on the, in the stakes race, and it's definitely worth following. But yeah, we'll go Miss Martini on top. Good man. Thanks, Stephen, uh, and look forward to catching you. At the races, big team in, and uh, good luck, and great to have that big crew of supporters with Mow It Down. Beauty. Thanks, team. Cheers, Butch. Stephen Marsh there. We'll take a quick break, and on the other side, we'll be joined by South Island racing commentator Matthew Cross to discuss the Rickerton meeting. Welcome back to Breakfast with the Kiwis. You're with Jackson Franz here, stepping in for Jordan Canellis over the next few weeks or so, and our next guest here is South Island racing commentator Matthew Cross, and he'll discuss the Rickerton meeting with Butch Castles. Matthew, good morning to you. Yeah, hey guys, great to be back on your show once again. A little bit of an overcast day here in Christchurch today. I know that a lot of the remainder of the country is is copping it weather-wise, but we seem to have got away with it so far. Soft seven track there tomorrow, which is somewhat of an improvement from the last couple of meetings. Hopefully the rain stays away and the running rail back in the true position. So what that means is there's about four metres of new ground, which is available effort worth going there, obviously, uh, along the inside of the track. Eight race program, so, yeah, I think there's a couple of fairly tricky betting races there tomorrow, so turnover should be OK, and uh, looking forward to the Great Easter Stakes. Yeah, g'day, Matt. Looking forward to uh, the card. A couple of nice stakes races. Let's start in race two. Uh, look, there's a horse in here that I reckon's got plenty of uh, ability. Timery Diva, they bought it north, one at Awapuni, uh, ran second last time. Classic Diva was good last time, though, the other two in the market. And I think they should really dominate, shouldn't they, Butch? The only other one really is establishment who is second up and potentially looking for maybe a little bit more sting out even than a than a soft seven. Classic diva for the very potent Calvin and Amy Tyler combination. Their team, they just grew a leg when they came up here last time. And look, I, I just wonder if that is something to do with where they train. They, they probably train their horses on, on dead to worst ground and the most down there in the deep south. So they came north and they copped the heavy track last time far better than anything else really on the day. And Classic Diva was one of those. Kylie Williams is informed. There's a lot to like about it. Bookies can't split them. I think you're right about Taimati Diva. And look, she may even get out to 2,000 metres and beyond. She's a, a grouse-looking horse who is going to continue to develop through this season. And the triple way is probably going to bring her on as well. So those two... You can expect a horse like Colossal to be setting the running. He's number five in the book. He generally goes forward, and this sort of surface will really suit him as well with the 1800. So he could be a nice top three, top four play. But I would be surprised if one of Classic Diva or Taimati Diva weren't fighting the finish out, Butch. Yeah, Diva Diva. Righto, race five, Berkeley Stud Champagne Stakes. 
Got a little bit of interest in here with a small share in the one Coo Cullen. Uh, tripped up by the very heavy conditions last time. Pleased to see the track will be better. Uh, whether, as you say, the one draw will be an advantage or a disadvantage, don't know. And back at level weights, thought he was some chance of turning the table on ben Penvo's lad. But Penvo's lad was super impressive last time. He was, Butch, but to be fair to Coo Cullen, there was plenty of merit in his run. He, he got a bit of a squeeze when he was going to find himself in a fairly good position in running and may have even found himself with the opportunity to come out rather than in if he had have been able to, to keep that run. But he got decked by another horse who just wasn't racing tractable at all, which meant that for three quarters of the race he was in the ground which was less superior than that of Penbo's lad who was just able to go through his gears a lot easier than what Coo Cullen was. A lot of the horses there at that last meeting who were in that strip that Coo Cullen was forced to race and didn't really quicken. A lot of them looked as though they were going up and down in one spot in the later stages so I thought he did quite well to kick on Barry one, you're right. It's going to be either really good or, or really bad for him. Penvo's lad is likely to go forward again off barrier number four. But I think if Woodham moved in, if the track's playing on the inside, then he's the horse you want to be on. If it's not, then is going to have to be pretty crafty to be able to get him out and, and get him in clear air. I think he's the sort of horse butch, and you'll probably be able to elaborate a little bit more being a part owner, but he does look as though he wants a bit of room and, and a little bit of time to, to wind up. So Hopefully from barrier one he can get that. Get Funky was a surprise winner on the tote last time, but the Lisa Ladder Stable, obviously, you've got to respect them when they, they come south as well. But again, I think it might be a two-horse race. Mm. Race six of Janet Francis. Gee, I thought this was a competitive race. I had absolutely no idea which way to go here other than I thought La Bellinera was good when winning. Yeah, I can't help you here, Butch, to be quite honest with you. There's, there's, a, lot of, there's a lot of chances here. You, you go forward horses, uh, Sacred Giant, Divine Die, Papa Gina, and probably a La Ballonera who might be able to work across, and, and she could be the one you want to be on. She's got the 54 kilos, which is a decent advantage over some others. I was mildly surprised that they put up Express Topaz, the favourite. Yes, she won well last time, but it's a considerably stronger field than what she met at her most recent start. I'd love to see Golden Harvest get back into winning form. He's got four kilos off his back third up, which there's a fair bit to like about that. And of the others, look, you could make a case for that top three, top four market for the majority of the field. Blue Vein from the Adrian Bull stable as well. Always respect them. But if you're looking for something in front and if the pattern of the day is up on speed, then a horse like La Bella Nera should be able to work forward and, and put herself in a good spot. But it is a tricky, tricky race. Yeah, sure is. As is the next, I reckon, uh, the Daphne Bannon Memorial Great Easter Stakes. So many chances here. Tote struggling to, well, the bookie struggling to sort it out. Averquinella and Burnview are both uh, well in the market, as is the Radiant one, who seems to continue to find one better. Interesting, if it is up and in, then feeling the power fresh up might be a chance. Yeah, and he's very hard. Well, well, I wouldn't say he's a hard horse to get past. He's not hard to get past, but he's hard to hold off once you get past him. He, he often yeah. will let the other horses get a half a length in front, and he's caught me out a couple of times where I've written him off as a winning chance, and then he's lifted off the canvas, and he's pretty much beaten this whole field. Fresh up could be a bit of a concern, and there's not too much market confidence around him feeling the power, 
but in terms of a horse who was very willing, he's one of the best. He's, he's one of the most willing horses racing in Canterbury at the moment. Live drama has the 60 kilos. Will that be enough to stop her? I think with the six kilogram pull, her stablemate, one of two in the race, two other stablemates from the Lance Robinson base, Ava Quinella, can probably turn the tables on her. I think she's the sort of horse that does need the right tempo, Butch, and the right run into the race, Ava Quinella. But I think that that most recent effort from her over shorter should really sharpen her up. The Radiant One gets in with 54 as well. Burnview is very consistent. And then Unusual Counties from the Fraser or Rep Stable. It seems to me as the one that there is just that element of market confidence around and barrier number one could find itself in a good spot. Another even betting race, Butch. I'm, I'm picking that if you spend $20 and you can get the late quaddy for 100%, then you've done very, very well. I'm picking you might have to spend about 10 times that much if you want to get 100 yeah, you would need a bit of a spread, all right. Maybe the first leg, as you said, might be one and two, but from there it gets very, very tricky. I don't think it gets any easier in the last either, Matt. The Norwood Farm machinery uh, towards the top, the uh, Aeron and uh, the likes of JBG have uh, got support and had support, but uh, gee, it's uh, tough again. Big field and plenty of chances. Yeah, I like a couple here. I, I like. Two of the three Lance Robinson runners, Annalise, first of all, is $11 into $8. She was very powerful last time, and she looks like she's a horse that will cop any distance and any sort of ground. She is likely to settle midfielder a little worse, but I think she can get over the top of them. And the run of Waihora missed first up. Tina Komaniahi on, wide gate, that's OK, she'll get back. And if they are just starting to come to that outside portion of the track late in the day, I reckon she's the one you want to be on in the get-out stakes. She's currently $9 and $3 with us over here at the TAB. Tina Komaniahi on, second up. Lance Robinson, his team is going very well at the moment. And I would just give her some sort of favour at the price. So why Hora Mist would be the get-out horse in the last. Brilliant, that's what we need, a couple of uh, to throw into the quaddy at nice prices and both of them out of the Lance Robinson stable. We might have a big day, as you said, got plenty of chances in one of the features, the Daphne Bannon Memorial Great Easter Stakes. Thanks for your time, Matt. Good calling there at Rickerton Park, some good racing, and hopefully you can get Cullen home for us in the Champagne Stakes. Yeah, I'll be hoping so, Butch. He looks as though he's a horse that might even get a bit better through his three-year-old campaign as well. He seems a fairly genuine customer. So good luck to you and the team, and we'll uh, catch you next time. Thanks for having me on. Thank, thanks, Matt. Thanks for your time. That's Matthew Cross there previewing the Rickerton meeting. Butch, as I mentioned in the intro, it does promise to be a fantastic day's racing there in New Zealand. Is there any standout um, bets for the day for you? In Tarapa in race six, the Mark Walker train, Viva Vienna, looks awfully hard to beat there in the two-year-old contest. Yeah, she does. She'll be uh, she'll be very competitive. She was good resuming. It's a strong race. It really is. Uh, we talked to Stephen Marsh. He gave his three all a bit of a push. Even the first starter, mow it down with a big crowd of supporters and ladies in the syndicate coming to watch her on debut in Stakes Company. Solidify, though, was very good. Gee, it looks like Lightning may have struck twice for the Rogerson Stable and a son of Redwood. He was super good last time, last week here over the course and distance. If he gets a similar type of run and is able to unleash 
at them uh, late in the race. He'll take all sorts of holding out. He does look like he is very good out of a Redoute's Choice mare. So he's the one they have to beat uh, for me in the Waikato Equine Veterinary Centre Stakes. Solidify number one, super last week, and no reason why he can't double up and get the job done here. Thought there were some really interesting betting races across the card with us, and uh, none more so than race number seven, a really competitive rating 65 race. Tons of chances, but I did like the way Paul the Wine's been racing. Really, really consistent. Uh, 1,400 last time, back to 12 on a wet track. Won't worry, and I thought that it was a chance at a nice price. Race seven, number nine, Pour the Wine. Thanks for your time this morning, Butch. That's all we've got time for on Breakfast with the Kiwis. Up next is the Odds Couple with Simon O'Donnell, David Taggart, as well as Josh Jenkins. And you can always listen to us on your local podcast provider.